Hello everyone, I'm Andres Portilla. Uh, welcome to the newest edition of the IIF Global Regulatory Update, a regular update on the latest and more significant developments in the area of international regulation. I'm here today with my colleague Brad Carr, Senior Director for Digital Finance at the IIF, and we are very privileged today to be here in Basel at the BIS building in the company of Dietrich Domanski, Secretary General of the Financial Stability Board. Dietrich has been in his role since January 2018 and previously was Deputy Head of the Monetary and Economic Department at the BIS. As everyone knows, the FSB has been playing an incredibly important role in coordinating uh, the global agenda on financial regulation. So today, let's start with the work plan of the FSB. The FSB has just recently published its work plan for 2019. Dietrich, can you tell us a little bit about this work plan and what your priorities are going to be in this year? Thank you, Andres, and uh, a very warm welcome to Basel. Let me begin by noting that the publication of a separate work program document is a novelty for the FSB. For many years, the FSB chair set out the work plan in a letter to the G20. The work program that we published a few days ago is a reference document that provides more detail about the work of the FSB uh, the, the work that the FSB will be undertaking. And I would very much encourage your listeners to check it out on our website or LinkedIn. The publication of the work program is just one part of our efforts to further enhance transparency, communication and engagement with external stakeholders. In addition, the FSB will take other steps these years. The FSB will standardize its public consultation processes, including through an explicit expectation that documents that may materially affect external stakeholders are subject to a 60-day public consultation process. The FSB will make more frequent use of stakeholder workshops, considering and deciding on appropriate forms of stakeholder engagement, which becomes an integral part of, of planning new, new initiatives. And we will improve the accessibility of information to the general public by increasing website information on FSB meetings and structure. Now with that as a background, let me turn to the main items on the work program for this year. The overarching theme is the continued pivot of the FSB from policy design to the implementation and evaluation of reforms and, in particular, vigilant monitoring to identify and address new and emerging risks to financial stability. One pillar of the FSB's work to identify emerging risks is the regular assessment of vulnerability in the global financial system by the FSB plenary. These assessments are informed by the work of our standing committee on the assessment of vulnerabilities. The other pillar is our policy work related to the financial stability implications of structural changes in the financial system. Three areas to highlight here, financial innovation, cyber resilience, and the growth of non-bank financial intermediation. On the latter, let me note that we just published the 2018 Global Non-Bank Financial Intermediation Monitoring Report, which provides a wealth of information, quantitative information on trends in non-bank financial intermediation. The FSB will also take forward its program for evaluating the effects of reforms under its evaluation framework. This year, this includes an evaluation of the effects of reforms on small and medium-sized enterprises, the launch of a new evaluation on the effects of too-big-to-fail reforms to banks, and a review of the lessons learned from the first two evaluations 
which we completed in November last year. Closely related is our ongoing work on market fragmentation, where the FSB will explore issues around um, the causes of market fragmentation and ways to address it. While analyzing the effects of reforms is very important, it is also important not to forget that implementation of agreed reforms is not yet complete. It is critical to maintain momentum in order to achieve the goal of greater resilience. The FSB, in collaboration with standard setting bodies, will continue implementation monitoring through peer reviews and regular process, uh, sorry, progress reports. We will submit also our comprehensive annual report on implementation and effects of reforms to the October G20 finance ministers and central bank governors meeting, so as to reflect developments over a full year. Finally, there are some areas where we need to complete policy development post-crisis. This includes the IIS's work on a holistic framework to mitigate systemic risk in the insurance sector, IOSCO's work on the finalization of consistent leverage measures for funds, and our own work on providing clarification on financial resources for central counterparties in resolution and the treatment of CCP equity in resolution. Dietrich, that's a very detailed and comprehensive work plan that you've just described. One important component you refer to there is the evaluation of the, the post-implementation effects of the G20 financial regulatory reforms. Are there lessons learned that have emerged already from the, the two studies that have been completed? Uh, what can you tell us also about the, the ongoing work that you alluded to on SME financing and on Too Big to Fail? Let me start with the lessons learned. Here it is useful to recall the conclusions from the two evaluations that we completed last year. One was on the effects of G20 reforms on the financing of infrastructure investment and the other one on the impact of reforms on the incentives to clear derivatives centrally. Now, the infrastructure evaluation finds that the more specific effects of G20 reforms on infrastructure finance have been of second-order importance relative to other factors, such as the supply of investable projects. There is evidence that G20 banking reforms have helped diversify the sources of infrastructure finance, which over time should provide greater stability of financing. The evaluation of central clearing incentives concluded that the G20 reforms are supporting uh, market increases in clearing rates and collateralization of exposures. And these changes have meaningfully reduced systemic risks in derivatives markets. At the same time, the evaluation confirmed the tension between reforms to incentivize central clearing and other reforms designed to improve the resilience of banks. And in response to these findings, BCBS issued a consultation setting out options for adjusting the leverage ratio treatment of client-cleared derivatives. So taken together, these two evaluations show how the FSB can coordinate work to address issues spanning the broad set of G20 reform objectives and sectors. They also show the importance of a robust, evidence-based approach that results in adjustments only where warranted. This enhances the effectiveness of reforms without compromising the resilience of the global financial system. There are also a couple of lessons learned in terms of the evaluation process. For instance, we take seriously concerns of external stakeholders about the condensed time for consultation. And uh, as I already mentioned going forward, the presumption is that such evaluations will be subject to 60 days of consultation. Finally, a few words on uh, the two ongoing projects. 
One is the work on SME finance. This is um, advancing. We will be consulting on this evaluation in June and will therefore very much welcome comments from all stakeholders at that time. We will deliver the final report to the G20 in, in October. The new evaluation of the effects of too big to fail reform to banks is at a very early stage. The plan here is, is to complete it um, in the course of, of next year. Dietrich, one of the new projects that you announced um, refers to market fragmentation. What can you tell us about how the FSB is organizing this work and what will be your deliverable to the G20? So the FSB will deliver a report on market fragmentation to the G20 presidency this summer. Addressing the sources of market fragmentation helps to maintain an open and resilient financial system. And the uh, fact that market fragmentation is a priority for this year's G20 presidency reflects this, this recognition. Given our mandate, we are approaching the issue of market fragmentation from a financial stability angle. We are looking into several issues. What is market fragmentation? Under what conditions can it emerge? And what is its potential impact? Based on this analysis, we will identify tools that national authorities and standard setters can use to address the risk of market fragmentation arising from regulatory or other causes, in particular when such fragmentation could adversely affect financial stability. Work is well underway, and um, let me just highlight that in late January, um, we held a workshop with external stakeholders to solicit broad-based private sector input on, on these issues. Let me also remind you of other FSB initiatives that are relevant for maintaining an open financial system, namely our work on addressing risks to correspondent banking and the recommendations to improve access of remittance firms to banking services. We will report on, on implementation progress in these areas uh, also to the G20 this year. District, finally, a, a key current trend refers to the digitalization of the financial industry and the entrance of new players, uh, for instance, including new fintech firms. The FSB has already done some very relevant work uh, in the areas of regulatory and supervisory implications of fintech, artificial intelligence and others. What will you be focusing on in 2019 in this space? And what can you tell us about your upcoming report on the fintech market structure? The FSB will continue to monitor and assess digitalization trends. The objective of our policy work in this area is to harness the benefits of financial innovation while mitigating risks. And what we try to do is to contribute with our studies to a better understanding of the benefits and risks that fintech may pose and allows for an ongoing dialogue between public, private and academic stakeholders. Financial innovation is also among the priorities of this year's Japanese G20 presidency, and the FSB is working on two deliverables here. One is a directory of crypto asset regulators, which lists the regulator or the regulators responsible for each aspect of crypto asset regulation. And this initiative ties back to our earlier work on the risks associated with, with crypto assets. The other deliverable is a report on the financial stability implications of decentralized financial technologies. In this project, we are analyzing how innovations such as distributed ledger technology and online platforms could foster decentralization in the provision of financial services and what this may imply for financial stability and going forward for the governance of financial regulation. 
In addition to these deliverables, as you mentioned, we recently published a report that looks at fintech market structures and what issues authorities should consider with the growth of fintech and big tech. We also continue our monitoring of possible financial stability risks associated with crypto assets. Finally, perhaps a word on cyber resilience closely related. The FSB clearly recognizes that cyber incidents are one potential threat to the financial system. And during the course of this year, we uh, will work to identify, assess and report on best practices relating to a financial institution's response to and recovery from a cyber incident and will publish a progress report on this work in June. And we will also continue, last but not least, to analyze the systemic consequences of operational and cyber incidents. So now let me highlight some of the key takeaways from our conversation. Primarily, this is the first time that the FSB is publishing a work plan formally, which underscores the transparency with which the FSB is working and the robust dialogue that is happening with the industry. Regarding that work plan, it's quite interesting to note the very clear uh, pivoting towards implementation in the work of the FSB, a continuation of the importance of the assessment of emerging risk and vulnerabilities, and a very important focus on financial innovation, cyber resilience, and non-financial intermediation. It really caught my attention to your comments about the implementation work not yet being complete and how additional focus is going to take place on the part of the FSB to ensure that global standards are effectively implemented across jurisdiction. Also, uh, very importantly, uh, the assessment work of the post-implementation effects of regulations, particularly the good experience that you have had now with infrastructure financing and the incentives to central clearing. A lot of work has gone into analyzing the factors affecting infrastructure financing and how regulation in this case might be a second order factor. Importantly also, changes about the way you're consulting with the industry and how consultations are going to normally take uh, 60 days. That is a very welcome uh, development and one that the industry appreciates in order to provide feedback to the work of the FSB. Finally, I was quite interested in your comments about your work on innovation and implications of fintech and particularly how you're describing that work in the context of harnessing the benefits of technological development, but at the same time mitigating any potential associated risks. Uh, the work on crypto assets and also the work on cyber resilience. That is certainly one of the key topics that the industry is focusing currently and one that the IIF has been addressing for now quite some time. With that, let me thank Dietrich for hosting us today and for doing this podcast for the ongoing dialogue with the industry. Again, I am Andres Portilla, and I look forward to hosting you in the next episode of the IIF Global Regulatory Update podcast.